0: Or just Brad Anderson.
1: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K. today with Jack and friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a
2: Wednesday morning. That's right. We are already in the middle of the week here on this September 6, 2023. Right now, 59 degrees. Hazy skies in the capital city, and yeah, we cooled off quite a bit. And today, we are going to. Uh, hey, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be not too bad temperature-wise, as the high temperature down into the low 80s, 83 today, uh, kind of in that range for it looks like the rest of the uh, rest of the week before next week we change. Uh, to more cool weather, even than where we're at right now, uh, in the seventies. So, uh, good weather ahead. Problem is, problem is the, uh, you can go outside and enjoy the fairly nice temperatures. Just don't take a real deep breath out there once again. Uh, because as Mark mentioned in the newscast, once again, uh, health advisory because of smoke from Canadian wildfires issued by the Lincoln Lancaster County Health Department uh starting a little bit later today uh and then going perhaps all the way with issues all the way into the end of the week mark and uh this has been a non-stop story this entire summer and it continues they're just going to ride the entire summer out with this thing it looks like yeah
3: it's uh you know yeah it's going to continue till snow falls in canada
2: yeah uh, but yeah that's basically what what it's going to take i was looking at some of um some of the, like the amount of like there are over a thousand active wildfires in Canada um, yep. <laughs> right now. Like right. two hundred in the plus in the Northwest Territories um, that are out of control. Um, like it's 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 crazy that you've got all of these that are going on right now. So far, they've had five. This was actually about a couple of weeks ago. The number was five thousand seven hundred thirty-eight fires this year, uh, burned 33.9 million acres in the country of, of Canada. Um, and so like that is almost double the previous record, which was in 1989 when that happened. So, uh, it, it continues to roll on there and, and they obviously are, dealing with the significant problems of it that are there as well. But we continue to have air quality issues here in the Lincoln, Southeast Nebraska area because of it. And we're going to have it for a few uh, few days and some, uh, as I said there, some hazy skies that go along with it as well. But I will tell you this. I went outside last night. Uh, Last night I was uh, actually out. I was out grilling chicken late at night. Long story, but making a lot of chicken for the week. Anyway, but... (laughs) <laughs> it was uh it was aggressively windy out there last night and like chilly wind yep, the of type of wind that were it happening on about 98% of any other day or night or time in in the year I would be incredibly annoyed with just be kind of feel unpleasant (laughs) it felt great last night though (laughs) phenomenal it was so nice i mean it was not this wasn't like a pleasant nice breeze either mind you it was not it was not that at all it was a a, i would i would call an aggressive chilly wind out there last night a stiff breeze is one way that you would talk about it and i complain about wind as much as anybody but I'll tell you what, it felt pretty good. It felt pretty, pretty good out there last night. I embraced the wind for one time in my life.
3: Now you were talking about what thirty-three million acres burned. Yeah, yeah. that's what. That was as of a couple of couple of weeks but ago. But that, you, have, you have to realize Canada has over two point four six billion acres. Wow. So in comparison, that's of the, of the of the, of, the, forest, of Yeah, you mean yeah. So. 33.9 was the number and the that thing I is had. is that a lot of these you know you say 500 of them a lot of them they can't, just can't get to
2: yeah evidently uh, evidently but it's been going on since i mean really since since april at this point uh where this has happened and it may not as you said it may not start until you just like you said start getting that the, in you know fall moisture that that's going to eventually stop these things in these places so Anyway, but nonetheless, that is uh, that 's one of the things that we 're going to be dealing with today got a good show for you today it 's a what chapter on Wednesday. Uh, so we are going to ask you to tell us what are those little things in life that kind of drive you nuts, that frustrate you, that chap your hide. Uh you can communicate those to us in a couple of ways. You can text into 402 479 1400 whenever you want to do that. So you can get those in right now. You can also go to the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash LNK Today, where we've got a question up, what chaps your hide, and you can type in an answer there like some others have done, or you can use the open phone lines coming up at 710. Today, so we will get into that and have some fun with that and get you in hopefully a better mood after getting it off your chest today. Uh, then a little bit later today, scheduled to be joined by John Bishop, who will uh, talk to us, of course, about things going on in the world of the Huskers uh, with Nebraska gearing up to face Deion Sanders and Colorado. On Saturday, so that's what we've got on the menu today. Plus, your morning drive. We'll count down the five things you're talking about. Officer Chad will be in. We will talk to a cop and a whole lot more. um All right, Mark. I had weather and wildfires at the top of my list. What do you have on the top of your list here this that, morning?
3: That's the primary uh, primary thing. I've got a big event going on. I believe it's since uh the first time they've had it since 2017 or 2019 out at uh, Lincoln Air Park, and that is the uh, motorsports uh event out there. It's the uh Sports Car Club of America tire rack solo national championships. They've got everything from horses to McLaren's. Uh and they they do this time it's a time test, one vehicle across the, this course and they do it and there's there's cars and drivers from all fifty states and even internationally, right here in Lincoln.
2: Yeah, it's I know I know when uh Jeff has come on in the past, he's talked about this and just how you know again, you got these events. You bring all these people in. Sometimes you don't even realize it that they've got it. But um, but like over a thousand entrants in this thing. It's a, it's a huge participant event, motorsports event across the world. And actually. can you imagine so. how
3: they're enjoying this weather? Uh yeah. I mean, as hot as an airport tarmac can be. Right. Wow. Right. So yeah, it's just it seems a little crazy that we've got drivers and cars from all fifty states here in Lincoln right now.
2: Yep. Yeah, good point, point. and uh, another one of those big events, and and uh, coming up off after the air show again. It's I know we're into September, but this this period, and I, I called it just August, but this period from August maybe into, you know, into September as well has just turned into one of the busiest busiest times the city is uh, will see during the year for events that are bringing in a ton of people, and this year was special too because you obviously had the volleyball match. But it's it's just so incredibly busy with all the concerts with the things like uh, like this year the air show, like this event as well. Uh, and by the way, speaking of the volleyball, there was a there was a piece in the journal Star about this like I didn't realize I knew they were getting a little bit of uh, John Cook and some of his players were getting a little bit of attention in national media. I didn't realize the extent to which they've made appearances basically everywhere over the course since this match has happened. World. every I've seen interviews now on uh, on Fox News, on CNN, on a, uh, Good Morning America. Uh, I'm going to forget a bunch of them. But basically, if there's a news outlet, uh-huh. a major news outlet, especially a major TV outlet, they've done either John Cook and or John Cook and one of the players have, have done the thing. They did the um, BBC. They did the BBC. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. But my goodness, the... The post, the post match attention. Somebody said, and I don't even know. I didn't verify this myself, and so I should actually look it up. But I'll tell you what I heard is that even on Sports Center, one of the guys that they bring in on Sports Center when Alex Van Pelt does Sports Center, Stanford Steve was wearing a T-shirt. That said, ninety-two thousand, whatever it was, 003, Yeah, that had that number. It was a T-shirt commemorating this volleyball game on Sports Center.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Why? I, I mean, I don't. I just thought it was cool. Apparently, I don't really know, but it was. Man, it has been everywhere after this thing has has been over, and just look. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the choir right now, but boy, everything that thing was just a complete complete coup in terms of public relations, in terms of just the event and how well it was pulled off. Everything about it just went as good as you could have ever dreamed or hoped that it would have.
4: Well, I I was talking with some people, and for us, because we're in the middle of it, we knew it was coming, and we were were prepared for it. That night happened a week ago, and then the rest of the world heard about it. Yes, If If they were not into... One, being here in Nebraska, or really what's going on with with college volleyball. And even if they were into college volleyball, they may not have 100% realized what was going on. But now the rest of not just the sports world, but just kind of everybody is looking at it going, this is a big deal that happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They didn't necessarily know it was coming or exactly what the impact was going to be. You're right. And that's why everyone's kind of catching up now.
4: How do you secretly get 92,000 people right. into a stadium right. for a match?
3: Exactly. On a weeknight.
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
3: uh, With yeah. the state fair going on, school back in session. Yes. I mean, there, there was all kinds of reasons not to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's but still, it's, still it, it's becoming more remarkable after the fact than it was even to me as I thought about it before mm-hmm. the fact, and in a lot of ways, just because it's made such a huge impact. Um, Will anybody uh, try to break it? Yeah, that's a, honestly, I've been wondering that like that's the part of the problem is you just need there aren't too many facilities that are big enough to hold that many people have like, that's, like the Rose Bowl, wouldn't you? Right. Some, you know, Michigan as a Michigan has a stadium, that's big enough. I think Ohio State does, yeah, but it's probably rain. a
3: few. It's going to rain those days. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe, maybe. And then again, it's it sounds great. to say, "Oh, well, we're going to do that too." But actually, getting ninety plus thousand people to want to to a sporting event like that
4: very much easier said than done. Uh, <laughs> like, well, there there are places that Penn State, for instance, and yeah, they're 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 not peak Penn State that they were several years back. But even last year, they were hosting Wisconsin late in the year. Because I looked it up, because there were some people online saying, oh, Penn State could go to Beaver Stadium and do this tomorrow. Penn State, late in the year last year, was hosting Wisconsin on senior night and did not sell out their yeah. regular arena. I, like, it, like this is This is not an everyday thing. And then you have to add in the fact that for Nebraska, and this is absolutely not a knock on Omaha or the exhibition that happened ahead of time, but if you're trying to do this somewhere else, you have to have a marquee matchup yeah like wisconsin and, wisconsin can't just go grab whitewater and like like that's not a thing that they can do
2: do opponents want to do it and even you're talking about basketball or a volleyball or maybe even in another sport right because mm-hmm. they're going to try it with basketball in iowa they're not going to break the record there but they're trying it too so who knows what's next with it with this whole thing but it's cool a bit cool if there were copycats That'd Absolutely, yeah. That'd put put in the attempts, yeah. even yeah. if
4: they fall short. Great
2: job, Iowa. Thanks for copying
3: us. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. go ahead, Mark. No, I'm just <laughs> what a what a turn of events. Hey, we uh, I wanted to get back to
2: this story too. We we touched on it a little bit yesterday that there were um, southeast Nebraska, uh, including the Lincoln area, had some 911 outages over the weekend. These are taken care of now. And we had remarked, Mark, about how it was interesting because you had some other places in Nebraska that had nine one one outages earlier last week. And then you had this come up over the weekend. They were two separate things. Evidently, though, the issue with the one that happened here locally was a water leak that got into Windstream's electrical control room that caused an explosion there. There was then a fire... And that was what the problem was with this with this whole thing. Evidently, uh, this is according to the. Uh, let's see. I want to give credit here. This was Andrew Wegley who wrote this. But they got uh, fire crews. Got a call about eleven fifteen Friday night. Um, dispatch dispatch for a fire alarm call. call. They get out there um, and they go to the basement control room and there's heavy black smoke everywhere. When they get in there trying to investigate it, at that point. And so they put out the fire, they ventilate the area. At that point, water, they basically said water leaked in there. There was an explosion after water dripped into switches. Then there were combustibles that got ignited as a part of that. That sets off the fire. $200,000 damages and counties without 911 services for hours at that point. They still don't know a lot about what caused the water leak that triggered this entire thing triggered an explosion and a fire and nine one one outages but uh they they had some issues and they had some issues that weren't disrupted until a little bit later yeah, after Sat- that point saturday so, night
3: there when when the fire hit that power room uh electrical room they had to cut down or had to cut off the uh, shore power mm-hmm. uh les service because the damage the explosion right. so the the building went on generator power right uh, but that generator failed then and they switched to batteries and they couldn't get the generator going back fast enough and as the batteries got real low they finally just had to shut everything down
2: right and then the the, the, the last one the other one where you had the 911 phone service for a bunch of places in Nebraska was cuz apparently a contractor cut a fiber optic cable that the contractor was not supposed to cut and i think it actually there were two
3: cuts i believe
2: were there um so that was, that. I mean, just weird that these two things would happen within a matter of days from one another, cutting off 911 services from multiple communities in different parts of the state after this. One, you got a water leak, causes an explosion and a fire, and one, you got a fiber optic cord that wasn't supposed to be cut. That was cut.
3: Saturday night when the power went down. we got a, a voicemail from a Windstream representative late Saturday or Saturday evening. Uh, they said that when they... Uh, Had to shut down the battery power, all wind stream services in the entire state went down. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. So that affected a lot more. Obviously, 911 was one of the very important things, but it probably impacted a whole lot more than that, too. So. Uh, anyway, just an update on that. If you were wondering why all of that happened, we do have some answers to that now. All right, we're going to grab our break right now. Uh, right now we got 59 degrees in the capital city. Got to check a sports coming up next with Caleb. We'll have our sound off in about 10 minutes. Talk with a cop here in about a half hour from right now. What chapter I had Wednesday coming up at 710. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
1: Severe weather means interruptions. Check closings and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com.
0: i just Brad Anderson. A look at news
1: from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first, please, 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 please. your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, this is the word you need to text into us at
2: 402-479-1400 if you want to try and get the next pick in Fantasy Huskers this week. So text in this word
4: Rivalry.
2: Rivalry. R-A... Oh, excuse me. R-I... I knew how to say it. I just m- misspoke. R-I-V-A-L-R-Y. Rivalry. We'll count it. Text that in. Still perfect on the year. And one of you who text that in will be selected to make a pick in this week's fantasy draft for Husker Sports, for Husker Football. And we are asking you to guess, if you get that pick, how many points Colorado scores against nebraska so far our picks this week we should just have two of them right caleb yep,
4: shane said 35 todd said 24 all right
2: 35 and 24 are off the boards leaving lots of room for you to make that pick and if you are the closest after the week is over you get a great prize pack uh it's a hundred dollar total prize pack 50 of which is from alumni hall in husker gear uh, or whatever else you can find there and then 50 of bucks 50 bucks of which uh you can use at Valentino's to get your pizza or what I mean I guess you can get 50 bucks worth of salad if you wanted to too but <laughs> whatever you want to do gear up and eat up on game day with Alumni Hall and Valentino's through Fantasy Huskers new prize pack available every single week with a new draft be listening for those keywords and be a part of it all right. Sound off time, let's jump in to what is going on right now in the Sound Off wheel. We'll start with health concerns at the White House, Dr. Joe Biden. Uh, confirmed COVID case over the weekend and now taking precautions to make sure that the president of the United States doesn't also not who has been exposed is not also either get it or spread it.
5: The president
0: tested negative for COVID this morning and is not experiencing any symptoms but White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says he will wear a mask indoors around people after the First Lady tested positive on Labor Day.
6: The president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well
0: president biden is scheduled to travel to india later this week for a summit with g20 leaders before flying to vietnam over the weekend the first lady is in rehoboth beach delaware and her office says is experiencing mild covid symptoms at the white house jared halpern fox news
2: all right uh, we had we've been talking about this from kind of a a local level and i know there's a story up at klin.com Uh, right now from the newsroom about a coalition of attorneys general that is pushing for a study of child abuse through ai and this is something that nebraska's attorney generals mike hilgers has signed on to this is actually a deal unlike a lot of these efforts that you'll see from various attorneys general in the united states where it is uh, one side politically or the other side politically. Uh, this is all of them. This is uh 54 other attorneys general urging Congress to study how AI is used to exploit children. Let's hear a little bit more about what the AGs are asking for here specifically. In
5: a show of bipartisanship, the top lawyers in every state, the District of Columbia, and three U.S. territories signed a letter to congressional leaders asking them to look into specific ways AI can exploit children. Control of sexually explicit images generated are of prime concern. South Carolina AG Allen Wilson helped lead the effort. He said in the letter that protecting children is something both sides of the aisle can agree on. He added deep fake images of children and totally digital sexualized images are also concerning. As AI use has grown, senators have held hearings on learning about and managing those possible threats. Gernal Scott, Fox News. So, um...
2: The coalition is distinguishing the dangers that they're talking about into three categories. A real child's likeness who has not been physically abused being digitally altered in a depiction of abuse. So a deep fake, essentially, um, where it looks like that and, you know, probably in in a sexual nature of some sort a real child who has been physically abused being digitally recreated in other depictions of abuse or a child who does not exist being digitally created in a depiction of abuse that feeds the market for this kind of material um, child sexual abuse material which is what they're talking about here so that is uh, what they're doing and you've got unity among attorneys general right now with that Uh, boy. Strikes have kind of feels like have been one of the big stories or potential strikes have been one of the big stories of the United States in 2023. We'll hit the news on a couple of them here and one that could be coming right now. United Auto Workers are getting closer to the point where they are going to be striking as well. What's going on here exactly? Let's get the latest. The
6: Labor Department said it's keeping close watch on these talks, but there's only nine days left for the United Auto Workers and Detroit's big three to agree to to a new four-year deal if they don't the unions one hundred forty six thousand members have voted to strike and the unions demands are admittedly bold members are seeking a forty six percent pay raise forty hours of pay for thirty two-hour work weeks also for traditional pensions to be restored and cost of living increases workers argue that the companies have raked in billions on their backs
2: alright um, they're saying now uh, that this looks highly likely that this is going to... There's still a little bit of time, but this is looking like it's more and more likely at this point. And if you look at the rhetoric that you're hearing from the union at this point, and, I mean, you you heard some of the demands there, uh, ones that might be considered, I think, ambitious at this point, this sounds like, to me, we'll see, sounds like something that this could be a prolonged conflict at that point. Um, and so we'll see what exactly is going to happen over the next few days but this this could get going and boy the 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 impacts that this could have just cuz this is such a huge union could be incredibly significant here at this point 146,000 uh 146,000 union members here on this so uh wow we will see yeah, i mean it, it's it's got a big i mean it's got a big sort of ripple level too or maybe it's part of the ripple level as well um in terms of how bold unions are being right now at this and how effective these are and we've had strikes threat we had the rail workers we talked about the the threats that came along with that got the united auto workers here and then you've got of course in hollywood uh the Writers and the actors, the Screen Actors Guild, which actually may be growing even larger here because of a... Yeah, maybe a subset that you wouldn't think of very often of actors, but ones who very much do it for a job. And those are actors who work in the creation of video games.
5: SAG-AFTRA has authorized a vote on a strike for video game actors, so the voice actors that participate in that. And they're looking for much of the same things that we've seen throughout the strike, so that would be better pay and artificial intelligence. When announcing that vote, the president of SAG-AFTRA, Fran Drescher, she shared this, quote, once again, we are facing employer greed and disrespect. Once again, artificial intelligence is putting our members in jeopardy of reducing their opportunity to work. So Friday's jobs report showed a loss of 17,000 jobs in the entertainment industry. By the way, that was for August alone, so that number could rise with the prolonged strike as well as the threat of those video game actors striking as well.
2: Wow. So, that is uh continuing to have wide far-reaching effects and going into yet another another week of this dispute that's been going on. The writer's wed- dispute's been going on even longer than that one has as well. Speaking of the uh, entertainment universe, I don't know how many people in Lincoln, uh, probably still a fair amount, people who have Spectrum for their cable television.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, spe- do you? Do, yeah, because, oh, yeah, well, because we um, at, at, our apart apartment, apartment? Yeah, at our apartment complex, you get free cable if if you get the, uh, the internet package there. Yeah, yeah. And Boy, has that messed up the last several Um, days of what's on TV.
2: I have, it's been a while since I've relied on Spectrum for cable, but if you are doing that right now, you are probably very familiar with what I'm about to tell you about, and that is a dispute with Spectrum and Disney for carrier rates. And if there's a dispute with Disney, that means that there are a lot of channels right now that you're probably used to watching that you can't watch right now.
6: Well, Disney is urging Spectrum subscribers to switch to the Hulu Live plan to obtain access to ABC, ESPN and other Disney owned channels that are blacked out. Disney says since it wasn't able to reach an agreement, it's recommending Hulu Plus Live TV, a streaming service Disney mostly owns that has dozens of cable channels spectrum is owned by charter communications the channels went dead on spectrum cable last week in the middle of the u.s open tennis coverage and other live sporting events including college football jenny coselda fox news
5: oh
2: my goodness heck of a time for that yeah heck of a time for that right now
4: well um, and you've got it's, it won't be on espn tomorrow but you've got the uh nfl kicks off right? Yeah, and the NFL still has a healthy slate of games outside of college football. You would think by the time you get to the NFL, how much weight that carries. Now,
2: do you get? Do you still get ABC?
4: Yes. Okay. So we still get so ABC.
2: I think for the first few weeks, at least, you are going to be okay on actual NFL games because they, the the I think the initial Monday night games are also on ABC. Okay. I think I, I recall seeing uh, that. I could double-check that, guys. Don't take 100%. But I think I remember having seen that. But it's not every week. So eventually that's – because those are the only games that ESPN actually – the ESPN family has would be Monday Night Football. They don't have any others. So the rest – now, it is
4: – Yeah, I'm you'll not, be able to get it on ESPN. I'm not
2: saying it's easy to get because, like, tomorrow night – you well, tomorrow night will be – I think it's on regular TV, but – or tomorrow night on Amazon – Is the Chiefs in the the Lions? That's tomorrow night already, isn't that? Thursday night is generally now on Amazon. Uh, NBC tomorrow. Okay, so they're putting the first one on NBC. In the future, the Thursday night game will be only on Amazon and not over the air TV. And college football.
4: uh, Uh, You know what you have? What's that? Saturday evening. Uh, Texas, Alabama.
2: Right. Oh, on ESPN. There you go. There's a big one. Well, Nebraska, Colorado is the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, yeah, that's the second biggest game of the weekend.
4: But, but I mean,
2: and I'm those s- are different times. Sort of so. not even kidding. All right, other no. <laughs> other things that we've uh, we've got going on. Oh, a long time stalwart for those of you who have been using Microsoft Windows for the last oh, almost thirty years. You, you remember? There's just that normal package. Of programs that always came along with it. It used to be Minesweeper. Remember my playing Minesweeper on the old Microsoft Windows or the so-
4: Minesweeper and Solitaire. The
2: Solitaire game when you would win and all the cards would jump all over the place and and you'd have that. But there was also there were also a few like more utility services and one of them was called WordPad. Do we remember WordPad? This is what you would go to if you Word. hadn't if your computer didn't have access. To an actual word processing program like Microsoft Word or WordPerfect, you'd open up WordPad and you would be able to use it. It was a little more primitive in terms of a word processor than most of the other things, but in a pinch, it worked. Well, it took almost 30 years, but the WordPad. Is coming to a close oh. sad microsoft says it will end support and distribution for its free app called wordpad included with all windows versions since windows 95 wordpad is a basic but functional word processor that didn't require one to purchase microsoft word either alone or as part of microsoft office wordpad was good enough
4: to write papers for school reports for work or resumes for the entry-level career job Windows users have long looked to free and open source word processing apps as well, such as OpenOffice and LibreOffice, among others. Evan Brown, Fox News. So I use Notepad. So on, on, Notepad on
2: is Notepad is just like for like doesn't have any process word processing. No. thing, does it? Yeah.
4: No, I, I'll use that specifically for some work stuff where I have to save as .dot text. Right.
2: Yeah, like that looks like something that you would like write HTML on or something. Right. But yeah, but we're, like if, I if pulled, anyone
4: watches Friday Husker tailgate and they see the ticker at the bottom, Yeah, I have to use that to save it specifically for that. So I still
2: have WordPad on my computer. I just opened it up. Actually, it's got more features than I thought, than I I haven't used it in a long time, but it kind of looks, it sort of looks like a light version of Microsoft Word or... I always nobody uses word perfect anymore, but for when I was practicing law, for some reason the legal profession uses like exclusively word perfect. So that's what we were always. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> word perfect, but that was always what we used uh, when we were doing that. Uh all right. What should we finish off? Oh yeah, let's finish off on this story because this is a weird one. Um, a man in Florida, Florida man, decides he is going to uh, going to go across the Atlantic and by himself, but not in the way that you might expect that he is going to do it. He is going to do it somehow in a giant, hamster wheel? What is happening here?
5: The man was trying to run all the way to London, England. 44-year-old Reza Pellucci
2: is facing federal charges after being rescued 70 miles off the Tybee Island, Georgia coast in a vessel constructed with a giant metal drum with inflatable buoys and with paddles. The Coast Guard said when they tried to stop his trip, he threatened to kill himself, claiming he had a bomb inside the contraption. Gary Bond Tom Garten, Fox News.
4: Okay. Um, I,
2: I don't think he actually did, but um, I don't know. So I don't know if this thing, if you, <laughs> you're you running in a metal drum like a hamster wheel, I don't know if that actually paddled the thing or if how much it was rigged up uh, or if it was just like the bottom of it was dragging on the water and it was a tone paddle or it had paddles that were yeah. on the sides of it. Now I'm kind of curious about how you developed that thing. But anyway, that was going to be a long jog. Over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> At 654, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll get into Crime Stoppers next with Officer Chad Wilson and to LNK today with Jack and Friends on
0: KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers makes a catch to 10 5! Touchdown, Nebraska. Think 14993, KLIN. Spread Anderson.
1: They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today.
2: Bye-bye. All right, 657 Selling K today with Jack and Friends Officer Chad Hines in here with us today. Good morning, Chad. Good morning. How, how, how are, are you last doing? Last name today, I like it. I know. I just wanted to show that I knew it. Um <laughs>
4: You're
2: not going to open his bio? Uh, no. Yeah, I opened the bio of one of our guests that we've been having on for like five years yesterday to introduce him. Oh, I decided wow. to just read it. Uh, <laughs> I just want
7: to give a little extra background. That's what I like to do, throwing some nuggets I, for the listeners. I, You know, if you give me a little forewarning, I can throw some humbuggery yeah. in well, there. Well, how about give me something? Give me something. Great. How many years have you been on the force? How about that? Uh, well, Totals Law Enforcement Officers uh, started in 2003. So, All right. just over twenty, 20. over yeah. twenty years. There you go. He's yeah. a he's a veteran of the force and a literal veteran. So anyway, <laughs> uh,
2: what do we have? What do we have going on in Crime Stoppers this week?
7: Uh, let's see. The first one we have is oh boy, I lost him. See, we got talking, and I lost him oh here. Uh, how about we do fake Benjamins? Okay. Uh, we have two suspects in this one. They went into the Walmart on North Twenty Seventh and got away with about oh I don't know a thousand dollars worth of of items that they paid for with fake hundred hour bills. Wow. Yeah, you would think when somebody walks in with ten hundos that that would kind of be a tip off. But every time I go to Walmart, that's what I bring. That's what you bring. Uh, yeah. No, I I I don't roll like that. I I don't have a <laughs> law degree, I guess. So yeah, that's true. It's very different. <laughs> The next one we have is just kind of a really annoying one. It's called Into the Wild. So, this suspect goes into a private yard, unlocks a dog kennel, and lets a dog out. (laughs) What? Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a really kind of a jerky thing (laughs) to do. Okay. What did you get
2: out of that crowd?
7: I I don't know. But thankfully, the neighbor saw it happen, caught the dog, and got it returned back to the rightful owner. But. Why you would do something like that, I, yeah. I have no idea. All right. We got pictures of this person who is doing that, too, that are pretty good. Yep. Uh, people can help out. Uh, what should they do? Uh, check us out, lincolncrimestoppers.com. Anonymous tips can be left there. Uh, you can also call us at 402-475-3600. If we get a clearance and a conviction, you might qualify for a cash reward.
2: All right. Stay tuned. Next week, more random facts about Chad. <laughs> Can't wait to see <laughs> Thanks, what they guys. are. Have a good one. At 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.
6: Projects. Whether you plan to install a fence or add some shrubs to your landscape, call 811 before you dig.
1: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
2: The time has come. It came a little faster this week. Because we had Monday off, but the time has come when you get to the middle of the week and maybe frustration is building with some things that are happening and you just need a little bit of an outlet. Release the pressure and uh, go on through the rest of the week a uh, a little less pent up with your frustrations. That's what we do What Chapter I Had Wednesday for. What is it? Well, it's just a segment where you can call in, text in, Facebook in, and say, hey, you know, this little thing, this really drives me nuts. And then you usually have people say, hey, yeah, you know what? I kind of do too. We all talk about it. We laugh a bit about it a little bit. We all kind of go away feeling a little bit better about everything. And that's what, what Chapshire Hide Wednesday is about. Phone line is open right now 402 479 1400. So is the text line and facebook.com slash LNK today. So let's hear from you. What is chapping your hide? on this Wednesday morning and we will go right to the phones today. It's been a little while, but it's time to say hello to that Paul. Good morning, that Paul. What flat, what chaps your hide?
5: Auto correct. <laughs> yes. Or should I say auto incorrect? Jack. Uh, yes. I know you can relate, but let's explain to the yes. kids. Yeah, Caleb, we're talking to you. <laughs> When you use talk-to-text, there are some interesting thoughts that definitely get lost in translation. Now, first, do not try to tell me to just type it instead. Talking is faster than typing. Especially when some of us are not all thumbs. Hey, I'm so old, I can remember when being all thumbs was a bad thing. Ask Mark, he'll confirm this. And second... Even when I type the correction, the text program tries to change it back to the incorrect <laughs> translation I just fixed. <laughs> hey, Siri, Alexa, whoever I'm talking to, I don't want to go to Peter and Nana's for gyros because there is no such place. <laughs> and I'll have you know, ladies, I have never and will never ask about a beach trip. By asking my sister something extremely rude. (laughs) And can anyone tell me why it took me three tries to make a comment about whole wheat dough (laughs) instead of something you'd have to go to Colorado to purchase? (laughs) I gotta go
1: so right
4: i know he doesn't want to hear i know he doesn't want to hear it about just typing it in. No, caleb we don't want to hear it i but 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 if, if i want to hear it if you are if you are having issues with talking and then you have to go back and type anyway
2: what if you're driving huh caleb what if you're driving
4: i would recommend your phone not even be something you're trying to utilize
2: sometimes text and it's legal to do, to, just to clarify, it is legal for me to do voice. That's why they created them, is for ability, is for safety. And so that's what that's there for. So. Well, in that case, I'm pulling I'd up d- FaceTime. <laughs> okay, that's worse. That's
4: you you said, oh, it's that's legal. definitely worse. It's legal. Um, I'm not sending a written communication.
2: It's true. The <laughs> law was not written with some of that stuff in mind.
4: Chad, get back in here. Uh, but, but, and, it's not just, and by the way,
2: it's not just what, he's right about all of that, by the way. All of the uh, all, all of it. But it's even I if you... I did not mean duck. Even if you are typing, here's the crazy thing. The, have you ever had the thing where it's autocorrecting something and you don't want it to, you go back, you delete it, you rewrite it, and it does it again like three more times? At some point, you need, I mean, you're so smart, you should learn that if I delete what you say repeatedly and put in what I want to say... Mine should override that.
4: Uh, Yes, especially because if I'm tweeting out during the football game and I get excited because Heinrich Harburg caught a pass and ran for a touchdown, and I do all caps, Heinrich Harburg, well, every time I type out Harburg does not need to be all caps going forward. I
2: have that with Nebraska, (laughs) Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Uh, several words that I cannot (laughs) type. My phone will not allow me to type, not in all caps right now, unless I go through five times and delete it and try again at that point.
4: My phone will still, if I get to T-E-D, it will all caps Teddy Buckets as what it's going to (laughs) just fill in. And the worst one, the worst, and, and if you
2: make a mistake and you let it stay at some point, it's there forever. So the word tonight, when I'm texting or emailing on my phone or tweeting or anything will forever be t-o-n-i uh let's see h-j-t or uh yeah that's what it always is i always get an a instant t-o-n-i yeah it there's always a j in there with tonight but it's just for some reason that's where my fingers go on that to so. Yeah, it's it's very okay. and and my phone my phone believes that's the word now at this point. <laughs> All right, back to our phones, and right now joining us is going Debbie. to be Debbie. <laughs> good morning, good morning, Debbie. What chaps your eye this morning?
6: Well, I don't know how Caleb's able to do any tweeting during the game because what chaps my hide is. Every stadium I go to, they don't have the capability of putting. Ooh. You know, everybody's overriding the, the text. Yep. The, the phones, you can't use anything. Yep. And that's what's really upsetting. Last week at the game, it was terrible. Couldn't get in. And and uh, excuse me, Friday morning. When you were asking people to text in about the game, yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't even do it then because it still wasn't accepting what? anything. It was, <laughs> is
2: it the, is it the whole like, state of Minnesota, or what's happening yeah, there exactly? I
6: so, but it made me so angry because I was uh. going to tell you that the, one of the reasons that we probably lost is because if you recall last week, I said I was going to wear my Jack Nichols. Yes. Signature cargo shorts. Yes. Unfortunately, it was too cold. Oh, no. So I did not wear them. You're the reason,
5: then. You're the
6: whole reason. Man. Exactly. So Saturday, for sure, for this Colorado game, I'm wearing them. You wear them. And all your listeners that bought those. shorts need to be wearing them. We'll see if we can break that. We're going
2: to put our superpowers of cargo shorts together, and will Nebraska to win over Deion Sanders and Boulder? All right, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. Let's plan okay, on it.
6: I'm wearing mine for sure, because okay. we'll be inside watching. Me too. Uh, I won't be in Colorado. You won't so be in Colorado. Let's do that. No, right. no way. No, I'm not going to that game. But anyway, yeah. they do need to improve the service yeah. so you can hey, use
2: your phone. And I will say this uh, at Memorial... At, I know you were in Minnesota. In Lincoln... In it has gotten better. Uh, last year, I really noticed that. I don't know if other people have noticed. I also it, sign on to
4: the uh, you the media get you Wi-Fi. get the preferred media <laughs> one.
2: I'm only on the fan one uh, with me Debbie. Too. I'm so. on the fan
6: one, which yeah. gets me nowhere. So yeah. anyway. All right, <laughs> my, we'll talk to you later, that's Debbie. High cap. Okay.
2: All right. I don't. I thought last year at Memorial Stadium, I watched. I actually. There was a not Iowa was losing to someone before a Nebraska game, and so I watched the video of it mm-hmm. on my phone. I don't know if it was on the Wi-Fi or the cell, but neither of them used to work. You could do neither uh, back in the day. I thought it was improved significantly last year when I was oh, at good. when I was at a game, but I don't know if other people. It sounds like Debbie didn't have that experience, so maybe it's just me. All right, back to the phones. Good morning. Next on What chap your hi- Chaps Your Hide is Shane. Shane. Good morning, Shane. What is Chap Your Hide this morning?
5: Well, guys, I'm here to complain about the Johnsons. Now, this isn't my neighbors. This is Gus and Keyshawn. Okay? <laughs> now, yes. All right. Now, I'm a blind guy. I'll say that up front. So I wish you guys still did the cord- uh, coordination thing. I know it's impossible now, but between listening oh, to yeah. you know, the. Yes. Broadcast and the TV I do too. I, I like the radio, but I want to watch with my family, mm-hmm. you know, who can see it and so but anyway, so I'm subjected to this jack wagon who <laughs> the nation thinks of the darling, but he's trying to sound like Louis Armstrong or <laughs> maybe channel his best Jim Rose, except not Kermit the Frog. I don't know. But I challenge you, Lincoln. For just one minute, turn off K L I N put on blindfolds, and try to listen to this joke. He oh, said one word. If he was paid by the word, that guy would be eating beans and rice. I'm telling you, man. Oh, this is crazy. Okay? Man. His, his one job is to describe the game, and he can't even do that. So.
2: Uh, I, empathize with, I empathize with you on that one. thats uh, That can't be fun. And, yes, and and, but, and we got him again this week. I'm sure you know that, though.
5: I know. I know. I know. And then there's Keyshawn. Yes. Okay? Now, this guy – oh, man, where do I even start? Okay, so <laughs> ESPN's willing to pay him $18 million a year to stay off the air because he took one of the greatest radio show franchises and ran it into the ground, right? Yeah. So we get a tweet from this guy saying that Nebraska's toast because they're slow – and they're not going to be good on grass. And I thought, how does this guy know this? And then I thought, oh, yeah, there's Keyshawn Johnson Jr. <laughs> oh, no. yep. Anybody remember University Suites? Okay. <laughs> so, obviously. My son lives there, yeah. He knows, <laughs> he knows something about being slow. Now, in his son's case, it's academics. And, of course, wow. he would know something about what is not good, you know, when you're on grass. So,
2: <laughs> oh, man uh yeah he was taking some swipes but shane's here to return the favor thank you shane i appreciate it enjoy hopefully you can enjoy some klin this week and uh and greg and damon that would be that would be preferable huh uh all right let's go to the phone or excuse me the facebook page and we're getting more of the same by the way uh related to oscar football what's chapping stevenside turnovers oh sad What's uh wait, you did this. This is you. Caleb said what's chapping <laughs> your hide, Colorado. Just col- Wait, I, did you get more? You got more likes? Nope, you didn't. No, uh, I didn't. You Angie. got the second most. Usually somebody comes in with something about Biden and they get the most likes, but I thought you had it there. Uh Phil says, the big 10 stream during volleyball day, man, that was bad. Okay, I didn't know about this. I was I was there, so Yeah, I, I didn't watch uh-huh. it. Um I didn't I I hadn't heard about that, Phil, but that's too bad. Uh, Angie says, okay. Here's the one that got the most likes. Angie says unrealistic expectations and blanket conclusions about the future of our football team based on the first game. If we'd won, I'd be just as annoyed if everyone said all our dreams have come true and the 90s are back. I tend to we've got an we have got an overreaction problem. And listen, I get it. It's been for all of us. It's been a long decade of football and we're impatient. And we've been through the battles. And so when something goes a little bad, we assume it's going to go a lot bad. But Angie's exactly right. It was one game for Nebraska. It was one game for Colorado. Let's see what happens on Saturday. Let's see where we are a month from right now. Then we can start to have a little bit of a better idea. Um, Rich says, calling to see you coach everything but his real name and the media wetting itself over him. When the Aflac commercial came on with him and the crybaby Saban, I grabbed the phone to cancel my insurance, and I don't even have Aflac.
7: <laughs>
2: oh, that's good. Uh, we'll get to some more of these a little bit later in the show because we have good ones, but everyone is using a lot of their capital up on Dion, Colorado, announcers, and the like.
4: Oh, you mean Prime?
2: Yes. Sorry, Prime.
4: <laughs>
2: 723. You listen to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
7: I like the local news because it doesn't get into all the off grin.
1: It's time to count them down. The five things he'll be talking about today. This is the morning drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499
3: KLIN.
2: All right, let's, excuse me, let's get things started today with a morning drive, starting with...
3: Number five. We've got an air quality alert and a health advisory for nasty air smoke out of Canada from wildfires moving into eastern Nebraska as the cold front that moved through yesterday switched our winds around to the north and northwest. And so we've got an air quality alert at least through tomorrow, could extend into Friday Especially people with any type of respiratory disease, uh, they need to take extra precautions.
2: Yeah, is and and Mark, does it sound like this has the possibility of extending on? I know I believe it's set for was it just Thursday now? I miss I missed that at
3: the beginning. Is yeah, it gonna
2: go all the way? Is there potential that this continues even beyond that?
3: Yeah, the the National Weather Service says it could extend to end of Friday. This is actually a joint uh, the the current air quality alert is from the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services, the Weather Service, Then the Weather Service tacked a little note that it could extend. Right now it goes through Thursday. Okay, that's what I thought. But it could extend into Friday because the uh, weather conditions are setting up for it to continue. This
4: is right when I want to get outside because it's not a
2: thousand (laughs) degrees. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. This is finally the time we talked about last night how cool it was out there and yeah, right now we're still not even at sixty degrees. Um, Mar- Mark, I haven't seen a lot outside. I mean, it does look—it looks kind of cloudy. Is it—is it a visual uh, haze from the smoke right now uh, that we've got going on, or is yeah, that not necessarily the case? Yeah, so far? it
3: really is. It's pretty hazy. Okay, and I really noticed it on the way in. Yeah, you know, with the street lights, you could see it down at ground level. Even
2: is—is is the type of I should know this by now, given that we've had it a few times. Is, this I, I've noticed. I I haven't noticed the Canadian wildfire smoke when they've talked about it either visually or smelling it as much as when they do the the burns in the Flint Hills in Kansas. So I don't know if it's because it's further away or coming in at a different angle or a different type of smoke or what it is exactly this is not to minimize it whatsoever i just i haven't quite noticed it in the same well, way
3: grass fires are always m- more smoky in these types of situations and that's what happens down in kansas as opposed to the what the, the more forest type fire that you're getting out of out of uh, canada but it is a lot further and right now the winds are a lot stronger and and so that helps to uh you know kind of mix it up but uh, one of the things that you can look at is a, uh, kind of a how how bad is it or isn't it bad visibility? Normally around ten, twelve miles, we're down to four point three miles here in Lincoln right now. Okay, so that that gives you an idea of you know the, the type of haze that we got out there.
2: Some point, guys, we'll get them all together. Breathable air, beautiful weather, uh, Husker football winning. 911 <laughs> uh, services working everywhere. uh No, I'm just. Yeah, no, but in in all seriousness, hey, sometime, we already got 84th nice.
4: Street. Stop being greedy. Okay? 84th
2: Street open. This is what utopia looks like, <laughs> and we're taking small steps to get there. uh Moving
3: on. Number four. Well, we now know uh, more of the reason that 911 services and Windstream services across the state were affected. In southeast Nebraska for the weekend, a water leak in uh, their Lincoln facility resulted in a small explosion. It was a water leak into an electrical room. And that explosion ignited combustible items and the fire caused about $200,000 in damage. The 911 lines uh, were actually repaired later in the weekend, but uh, they had multiple situa- or issues with the power room and then the generators that used that They kept it going. They had a Problem and the batteries that right. Up, they ran out of power, so there you go. Yeah,
2: Mark, we talked about this first time. I just thought it had to do like the something electrical was fried and it didn't work. I understand that's a very not advanced way of understanding what happened, but it had to do with the response to that, like you were saying, with the generator, right? Right. And having to go with that—that that was the actual problem, and that's why the problem with nine one one didn't come up until what? 6:30 on Friday night. 24 hours yeah. almost after after the initial call or not quite 24 right. hours. And
3: that took down windstream across the entire state is what is the, what I've been what yeah. I understand.
2: And so that's the second second completely different issue with 911 services in the state over the course of less than a week. Um,
3: yeah. yeah, the other were table or uh, fiber cuts.
2: That were fiber optic lines that were cut and that got those disconnected as well. So Hopefully, we got all of that all of our out of our system because that's obviously a concerning situation when um, when you don't have access to that and trying to get the word out for what people need to do to access um, the the services that we've got here for first response and in the city.
3: Just goes to show that you do don't, don't want to mix water and electric. That's a good point. That's not a good idea. Man, you
2: didn't know. Think of the chain. I mean, think of the domino of of the chain reaction from a simple water leak. Right? Which yep. I assume was just, I assume that, I, I don't know for sure. There's a speculation, there's... but I assume it was just pipes up there in the, going through the ceiling that were dripping, whatever, for whatever reason were dripping. Um, got through that, set off a of explosion, yep. that set off a of fire.
3: If, that, uh, if that's the case, that they had water over an electrical room, there's a design issue there. That's a, yeah, that's a good question. You've, you've got to take those things into consideration. The fact that they had backup, would, you know, with the generator, they had battery backup, but it was just too much when, yeah. they, when they lost shore power from LES.
2: Yeah, quite the sequence of events resulting in that outage. All right, moving on.
3: Number three. Colorado coach Deion Sanders spoke on the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry during a media availability yesterday. He said, quote, I've learned the severity, the serious nature of this rivalry, and I'm embracing it 100%. This is personal, End quote. So is that the message of the week? I guess so. I mean, listen, I.
2: Listen. <laughs> you're not gonna. It's fine. And this happens too. I mean, I guess it's the same for Matt Rule as well. You're, you're not gonna get it, okay? Unless you lived it, you're not totally going to get it. But. Uh, and neither are the. Neither are any of the players who are playing for these teams. But I guess maybe to the degree that some of the older players on these teams played against one another when Nebraska and Colorado um, were doing that back during the Scott Frost era in what 18 and 19 Mm -hmm. they played a couple of games Um, but no I don't expect anyone on either of these teams players or coaches to truly understand what was going on from about oh 1986 to the mid 90s with this rivalry because that and, and primarily from about 19, 1989 to 1993 uh, 94 which was when it was at its complete peak with this thing because there was some some real disdain. in fact uh, it sounds like Dion's son uh, Shadur learned he's the quarterback for Colorado learned it the hard way is that he was asked to take off. He was wearing a red shirt and was asked to take it off and change clothes.
4: Yeah, because they still and that goes that goes all the way back to Bill McCartney the, yeah, yeah, that the the no red in the facility and he was like, oh, okay as a matter of fact, he's got with some of his NIL stuff. He's got an online shop and he asked them to stop taking orders on red for this week. Oh brother. Now yeah, bro, that's fine. No, that's no, good. for, 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 for Dion Sanders as the coach. Yes, absolutely you embrace the historical rivalry for everything because he didn't he live it doesn't f- care no 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 but at florida state he did play nebraska 3 times
2: that's fine uh that's fine he know i mean he knows about nebraska but i don't think he knows about nebraska colorado and again i don't think anybody completely does but yeah you got to give it some some lip service for this whole thing the f- because
4: the, re- the fans that are filling it up Right, at least the the ones that have been there and they they were getting the season tickets when it was a one and eleven team, they get it. Right, and he's trying to to cater to them. Um, now,
2: the the weird thing about this is that it's kind of like the shoes on the other foot because what happened with this rivalry is that Bill McCartney sort of wielded into existence during the late eight, mid to late eighties. He basically said this is going to be our thing, and Nebraska just sort of said okay, whatever for a while and kept beating them. But then. Colorado pulled off an upset in the 80s. Another upset in the 80s. One in the 90s in Lincoln. They tied in Boulder in 1991. The Nebraska came back and smacked them down here in Lincoln in 1992. And what he... I mean, he succeeded in making it a thing because Nebraska was kind of at the top of the mountain and getting all the attention, and that's how he was going to get Colorado on the map. Shoes of on the other foot this week, at least. Because mm-hmm. if Nebraska comes out, plays well... Gets this win on Saturday, there are going to be a lot of people saying, "Whoa, uh, what's this? What is this other team in this game?"
4: Yeah, I thought this was all about Colorado.
2: This feels so
4: much. You're right. Like Nebraska can use this like a launching point for the program, basically. Yeah,
2: it, in, in sort of, you know, it's not exactly apples to apples, but Colorado is the Nebraska in this thing right now, just not because of what they've necessarily accomplished long term on the field, but because of. The national attention that's yeah. on them right and now, and
4: for and for these two teams and these two first-year head coaches at their programs, let's say things don't go to the moon for Colorado this year, and all of a sudden they're a they're a ten-win team in year one under Deion Sanders, and then he gets a call from an from some school in Florida, because guess what? At some point, if Colorado d- things do go well, he's not going to be there long term. But if he's at least there in a year or two, you get them coming back to Lincoln. You can have. A little bit of a rivalry yeah. between these programs for these two seasons, where so much is, are the programs going to take yeah. off with where they're? Yeah,
2: at? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully, it might also be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping. There's also that wait, what's the deal with Dion wearing his sunglasses in his press conference? What's the deal?
4: It's, it's Dion, man. Come on,
2: man. with sunglasses in your press why, conference? Why are we
4: questioning anything he does? It's Dion. It's, come on, man.
3: <laughs> Number two. Commercial building on O Street that's been vacant for some time, be up and running. Maybe a soft opening this Friday, according to Matt Olberding, Journal Star. Uh, Robin and Dave reported on GrowLink in the Fresh International Market taking over the Fresh Time building, and they're going to start this week.
2: Yeah, so apparently this is, and Robin and Dave did have this a couple of months ago. Uh, It's a small Asian themed grocery chain, but it's in locations. Um, around especially the Big Ten footprint where there are major universities. So, actually based in Schaumburg, Illinois, but they've got locations in Champaign, West Lafayette, East Lansing, all of these places. Also looking at Austin, Texas, Raleigh, North Carolina. But that place got closed. Fresh time, you remember, had kind of a short run there, uh, and they closed up in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. So it has been almost three full years that that thing has been vacant and it'll get going with the soft opening like you said on friday and going for real on september 16th and so the grocery district is coming back guys in lincoln nebraska it is right you got your you got your super saver you got your natural grocers you got your now you've got your new fresh international market that's over there you got your whole foods
3: good this is my area
2: you got everything (laughs) you need I'm probably forgetting a grocery well, store
3: too in this got, whole you've got thing. got some specialty markets on uh, North 27. Yeah. You know, several of them and, and they've uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They've also remodeled uh, several of them. Uh, I believe the Hispanic market up there did a big uh remodel job. I wonder what the
2: most uh, what the most kind of like difficult item to get is that people would go to especially to a, a more of a specialty store when it comes to Asian cooking. I, I don't know the answer to it, but I'm curious what what exactly that would be for people. So,
3: so I kind of, kind of want to try my hand at that. Probably have uh, different types of rice would be one of them. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. Moving on. What else do we have going on to finish things out? Number
3: one. Bob Barker's cause of death revealed. Uh, the host his uh, death certificate said Alzheimer's. We really didn't even realize that he uh, was afflicted with it. It was kind of uh, first diagnosed, but he's been battling it for some time. He actually uh, was a vegetarian for over forty years, teaming up with PETA for a campaign that highlighted how a vegetarian diet could help prevent Alzheimer's. Oh, really? Um, that's interesting. I, yeah, it's, it, he had been apparently
2: dealing with this for a while. It's it's kind of been a theme this week. Sadly enough, the the news also came out about jimmy buffett's cause of death too and it was a a a rare but serious form of skin cancer that he had had been diagnosed with for i think they said three or four years that he had been dealing with that and that ended up being his cause of death either but he hadn't revealed that publicly either and we just had another and i can't remember there was another one about a month or so ago where it was something where you didn't know that someone was was dealing with a health problem like this they never quite chose to reveal it but nonetheless uh, it was something that turned out to be serious so anyway Bob Barker the first thing I thought of well the first thing I thought of when I found out Bob Barker passed was the scene in the movie Happy Gilmore when he gets in a fight with Adam Sandler on the golf course and then it was, yeah. And then it was the showcase showdown and telling me to spay and neuter my pets. <laughs> Those were the first things. But lived a good life and a obviously a, a TV legend there and game show legend with Bob Barker. All right, we're gonna grab a break. That's it for your morning drive. It is brought to you by Stonebridge, excuse me, Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and
1: Friends on KLIN. Here, the Huskers, home and away. Now streaming live on the KLIN app and at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 758
2: on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, we, we had a lot of... Uh... We had a lot of What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. We were busy with calls on What Chapshire Hide Wednesday, so we didn't get to any of the texts and most of the Facebook posts. So we're gonna get back to some of those because we don't want to leave you unheard on What Chapshire Hide Wednesday. So that's coming up at 810. And then a little bit later in the show, eight thirty-five, we'll have John Bishop for his weekly appearance with us, and we will dig into Nebraska, Colorado. Coming up It's uh, Wednesday already And so We're going to get you ready For all of the things That are being said Discussed Here Nationally and beyond. Hey, quick heads up though! I want to remind everybody, KLI and proud to partner with Link One Federal Credit Union. Recognize and reward first responders with meal deliveries and cookies during the eighth annual annual Link One for the Heroes. Caleb and I will be out delivering meals to fire stations and police stations. Uh, and we want to remind people on Monday, September eleventh, Link One will cover the cost of lunch for any first responders who visit any Good Sense location. So, if you're a first responder or you know a first responder, make sure that they know that that is coming up on Monday at Good Sense. It's eight o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.
1: <laughs> Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first,
6: back back.
1: your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. <laughs> All right, it is time for you to maybe have a
2: chance at getting the next pick in Fantasy Oscars and guessing how many points Colorado scores on Nebraska's defense. But to get that pick, you've got to text in the keyword today, and Caleb's going to present that to us right now. Caleb, what is your keyword for 8-10 on Wednesday?
4: Buffaloes.
2: Okay, i got to be careful on this one for the first time. B-U-F-F-A-L-O-E-S. Buffaloes. buffalos text that in and uh we are going to select one of you who text that in to be our picker for our pick number one two three four out of ten this week uh did we have a pick in yet for pick number three yet?
4: yes we did chicken rich said 27
2: is how many points colorado scores and that will join if i recall a 35 and a 24 that's correct in addition to that all right, that's what we've got picked so far for Fantasy Oscars. If you didn't get a pick yet and you want one, well, first of all, text Buffaloes in right now and you might get one. But also be listening every day this week, every day this season at 635 and 810 and text in that keyword and you may be picked. You might get picked multiple times, who knows, to make your pick. And if you pick correctly or closest to what we are asking, you win a $100 Prize pack of Husker gear from Alumni Hall and pizza or whatever you want from Valentino's. Fifty bucks each. Nice little prize pack for game day weekend. All right. Hey, uh, just one heads up right now. I have uh, Chris Lofgren, Time Saver Traffic, uh, mentioned to me that some of the NDOT cameras right now uh, around the state are picking up some of the air quality stuff that's coming from the Canadian wildfires. And, I mean, Caleb, just look outside right now here at this point. I know. It is, it's very, very visible today, and I don't need to tell any of you this because you've probably been outside or around it a lot more than I have at this point, but I'm just looking at some of these pictures from around the state, on the uh, interstate and other state highways, and visibility is low right now because of this, and just hanging in the air here at this point. So, I, I
4: looked at a camera up near Ponca, yeah. the north, northeast part of the state, and it is hazy.
2: Yeah. And so just another reminder that ongoing air quality alert is going on uh, central and eastern Nebraska. That does go on until tomorrow at noon, but a good chance that that's going to be continued even longer than noon tomorrow. But for sure, throughout the course of the day, today and tomorrow morning. All right. uh, We started with Chapshide Wednesday and got very busy, uh, and it's good. Problem to have got a lot of calls during that, and that left I think some of our Facebook posters, some of our textures and the like, without their voice being heard on what Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. And if I ever get a chance when that doesn't happen to get those in a little bit later on the show, like we have today, I like to do that. So we are going back to some What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday content, so you are all heard on that today. Uh, again, you can text if you have got any more What Chaps Your Hides. You can text them into four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Or you can get on that Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash LNK today. All right, let's go back to the Facebook page first because I got some of those here at that point. Um, (laughs) Will says, 15-minute weather forecast on a local TV station. It can be done in
1: five minutes. Hmm.
2: I mean, it could be done in... 15 seconds, for that matter, maybe, <laughs> depending on how far of a, a detail that you want to get. Do they really go... Fi- I'm going to be honest. Uh, I I don't... I See, we have the weather The weather in the morning. See, we watch local TV. Uh, we watch ten eleven in the morning. And so they usually do kind of shortened, repeated weather forecasts throughout the day, as opposed to like your 10 o'clock p.m. news where yeah. it's one chunk right in the middle. And I'm usually in bed and not watching the ten o'clock evening news. I'm more of a morning news watcher, uh-huh. uh, so I don't know. But fifteen? Are they really doing fifteen in the middle of those newscasts?
4: I have no idea. It's it's been a hot minutes since I watched the evening news. That's
2: a lot. I need to go check what's going on with that exactly. Uh, all right. Other things. Becca says, "What chaps are hide? Junk mail." Yeah, it's a. Uh, here's the thing, and I we. Uh, I forget in my fan I should be the one doing this because I'm home when it comes usually, but I'll go for a couple of days and forget to bring the mail in, and then you'll, you'll go bring it in after a couple of days missing, and it's just like, my goodness, this is ridiculous. There's just a lot of crap. And then the junk mail that looks really cool, like it'll give you like a a card or something have you ever got some of that it's impressive how much some of these places spend on on junk mail or advertising mail that goes i will say
4: junk mail is phenomenal if you've got a toddler who's checking the mail with you (laughs) that is something for her to carry
2: okay that's good
4: and i don't have to worry if she somehow drops it and loses it and i don't catch it yes
2: andrew says what chaps his hide When restaurants charge extra for fries, just include the extra $2 or $3 in the meal I'm ordering, and let me think I'm getting a good deal. I'm curious where this is happening, Um, because the vast majority of the time, I think, unless I'm wrong about this, I can't think of too many places where it's not available in a a combination. Either if it, it's in a sit-down place, it just comes with a side that can be fries, or it's comboed up in a meal deal that includes fries. So, so yeah, so trying you, to think where that is. I'm not saying he's, it's not happening. I'm just trying to think if I've ever right. Experienced so so you're before.
4: getting a meal and it comes with a drink, but it doesn't necessarily come, come with, with a f- side.
2: Yeah. The only place that typically happens here's where that happens. That happens at Taco Bell because they've never developed a, a signature side item that they can put with everything. They've ben, tried some ben things. Ben
4: says Abe's is like that.
2: Oh, that's what it is. That's 100% what it okay. is. Okay. It's, I bet that's what he's referring to, too. That's the one place where right, you're right. See, the thing, though, when I go there, here is here's the thing when I go there, though, is, like, it's usually quite a few fries, and so I usually rely on the other people who are with me to order fries mm-hmm. when they go there, and then I'm just i'm just grazing the entire table at that point i will say what i do
4: the talking about the, the amount of fries that's my disappointment with the five guys at the mall closing because i would manage to hit if i would go grab something to go from there and i would just get a small fry but there would be nobody else in there and they would have all these fries and the guy would just go i don't really want these to sit around so he would just fill the bag and i'm like <laughs> I did not order all really? of those. He's like, don't worry about it. Really? The other pla- <laughs> That's probably why they're not open.
2: <laughs> the other place where the quantity of fries can be daunting is uh, in terms of chains. Is, have you ever gone to Freddy's and gotten fries there in one of their baskets? Yeah. like They're very thin, so it's a different experience. But like at some point, it feels like you're eating them forever, like you've eaten so many of them. They, so a, that's a, they that's got a good
4: fry sauce.
2: Fry- yes, but I believe they stopped giving it away for free did they i, th- I believe that while. is the case oh, or at no. least or at least they stopped putting i could be actually I, I could be corrected on that they got the one over here on top 48 yeah. they no longer have the pumps last time i was there okay which i I've
4: never gone in there i've only gone to drive they, through
2: oh they have they've had for a while they had the pumps with a regular and the jalapeno one mm. and i always thought okay this is an interesting disti- they've got a signature sauce and they let you have Unlimited amounts for free that you dispense yourself. Unlike at Raising Canes, where they guard that stuff. I mean,
4: <laughs> that that is a state you, secret.
2: R- yes, you're not. You're <laughs> definitely not pumping it yourself. And if you're getting more than one, you're paying for an extra one. Mm-hmm. There. It was a very. I always thought that was an interesting. But I think Freddy's might be going. If I'm understanding the trends, might be going that Raising Canes route oh. with the special sauces. Amigos, don't you dare do that. Don't you don't dare. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> okay? And I feel like I've got a close enough relationship with you, being a tens of thousand dollars investor in your product, that I can talk to you like this. Don't
1: you dare.
4: You know who's got a sneaky good sauce, but it's not really a signature sauce? Huh. Runza's Honey Mustard. Really? It's sneaky good. Really? I, I have to get their Honey Mustard if I go I don't know if I've ever had that, strip.
2: but I'm a la- I mean- see there's some it, it, that it's funny because I think a honey mustard I think of my wife always gets honey mustard when we goes to when we go to Laszlo's, okay and dips her fries in that Lazlo's also has the creamy garlic, which is money as well mm-hmm. in terms of condiment I do think I know people always want us to do specialty munch madness tournaments, <laughs> and I always say no, <laughs> but if I was ever going to want to do if I was ever going to do one, it would definitely be a condiment tournament yes. just a straight up sauce tournament uh on the side for for this for this thing local sauces national sauces That's what our friends over those. at uh,
4: Norms on 48th with their with their burgers and wings and stuff they got their own sauces. They there. have
2: a sauce there they could yeah. enter into it. We should have That's There's some the, good stuff here. That's the side tournament that I'm most interested in <laughs> in having out of anything. Um and now they all sell it sorry to keep going on this. But now all of these places not all of them, a lot of them, I think both Freddy's and Chick-fil-A Sell their sauce in grocery stores.
4: Yeah. Well, they knew there, there's a demand but for it. But again, you know who doesn't? I don't think, or at least I've never seen it.
2: Ami- Raising Cane's. Rais- Raising Cane's. Amigos does, too. Oh, Amigo yeah, yeah. sells their ranch. Raising Cane's doesn't. That stuff is, I mean, I think there's maybe like a limited supply of that stuff in their reserves or something. I'm not sure what's happening. With that, example.
4: When are they going to start fracking and really going after this
2: stuff? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Go down to Louisiana and (laughs) dig into the ground for it. Uh, Heather says automatic sprinklers, especially when it's raining. Uh, You don't ever have to worry about me doing that. Uh, And then, let's see, have anything else on this one? Ah, Patsy says crazy people who have no respect for school zones or red lights. Mm. Yes. All right, let's go to... The text page, as soon as it, oh, I gotta re-log in here for a second. Sorry, it signed me out. Uh, talk amongst yourself. You want me here. to help you out? Yeah, with that? would you please? It logged me out. All uh, right. What do we have on the text line prep page?
4: We've got uh, Ben says all the sad folks and morons not realizing that TCU is a garbage team. Honestly, feel <laughs> like I'm taking crazy peel. Crazy yeah, but they pills. were in the
2: national championship game last year. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to make that. I get it. Even if there was turnover on the roster, it's really hard to make that jump to number two in the nation, beating Michigan in a semifinal, and then garbage team right after that.
4: Yeah, they lost a lot of talent. All right. Karen says, can the offensive line please also wear Jack's signature cargo shorts?
2: <laughs> you know, football pants are getting shorter. <laughs> I, I have not.
4: I mean, have you ever seen... Those are it, biker shorts at this point. Right. Have you ever seen some
2: like quarterbacks and wide receivers... Like, I'm sure when you played, you were still wearing knee pads over your knees, or maybe yeah. not.
4: Yeah, knee pads, and I had the the shoulder pads were still big enough that, like, yeah. I had to drop my arm slot to, to throw passes.
2: <laughs> I, there's a picture of me playing high school football, and my son saw it once, and he was like, what is wrong with your shoulder pads? I was like, that was standard size then. You really couldn't lift your arms up above, perp- above parallel to the ground.
4: Yeah, and now, and now everybody has, like, extra fitted yeah. On their shoulder pads, like it's like you're not even wearing. But seriously, pads.
2: they just wear like compression. The football pants are compression shorts mm-hmm. with no pads in them. What I don't, I sure they're not wearing hip pads and tail pads like we were. No, I guarantee. Remember snapping up those hip pads on the side of the pants, they're, and they're they're on not the, going on the through the
4: belt, not going through and actually looping that belt in. Yeah, and looping out of that, that every- stupid belt through every. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I
2: would do that. I would do that just to avoid that, getting those ready. That
4: was think. junior high initiation. Yes. You're like figure out your pants, right. and then you can come to practice.
2: And then yes, <laughs> uh, and then the worst is doing it with pants that were in the locker room that had not been washed and were still <laughs> oh, a little God. bit wet.
4: Ugh. Oh. All
2: right. Uh, what else do we have here on uh, on? Uh, the well, project?
4: Chris and are still upset about not getting the jack mitchell signature cargo shorts oh yeah chad
2: people are still mad about the about the sizes not being available i know we need to redo we need to do another line line of those things
4: mosh pit chad says the phrase keep my name out your mouth it just sounds dumb stop using it (laughs) that's fine what about keep my wife's name
2: i would think both of those okay
4: Corey says simple coach prime yeah which by the way, no one here here's the weird thing about
2: Deion Sanders being called coach Prime. Like people Prime Time was his nickname. Uh-huh. Prime Time. It yeah. was uh, and, and people some people called him that, but it wasn't like when he played that anyone was ever just saying prime when they were when they were referencing mm-hmm. I don't remember that happening at all until he started coaching all right what else do we have during that
4: uh you've got uh griffindor steph isn't happy about our changes to the friday husker tailgate oh yeah yeah we, we don't sorry that's we don't not have our, our mics on sorry it's
2: not our choice steph so sorry about that
4: uh last one midtown dave says tv commercials being substantially louder than the tv show i'm watching you know where that's the worst we don't have the. We have Hulu, but like it plays commercials and stuff when we watch. Oh games. yeah, it will be like, "Cool, I'm watching this." Cool, I'm watching. It. I'm like, okay, cool. I like play your commercials, but don't yell on them the at c- me. on
2: the commercial version of Hulu. You yeah. mean, yeah, I've noticed that too. And they put them in at weird spots too. <laughs>
4: just re- like
2: like just, they, sometimes they don't feel like they have a natural break.
4: Yeah, sync it up to that.
2: All right, it's 825. That is it for What Chapter High Wednesday. We've got 61 degrees in the capital city. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN.
1: Cue the Huskers, home and away.
6: Welcome to KLIN.
1: Now streaming live on your Amazon device and at KLIN.com. I
6: will now connect you to the live stream.
1: He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bitcheck. All right, welcome back, 837, September 6th,
2: 2023. Canadian wildfire smoke filling our air, blocking our vision this morning. But we are at only 62 degrees, which is all right. Uh, by the way, low
4: temp today,
2: 50. Heesh. That must have already been hit early this morning, I assume. Man, if not, That's not, for, where if, that if so. not for the
4: smoke, I would wow. say get all the windows open. That's
2: great. That's lovely. But, yeah, can't, still can't quite uh, enjoy it. Uh, but Nebraska will be enjoying that fresh mountain air in boulder i don't know if that's impacted by canadian smoke or not they well, got but their own smoke yeah that's that's true and uh we're going to talk about that right now with co-host of unsportsmanlike conduct on our sister station 1620 the zone it's john bishop good morning john how are you
0: doing today i'm i'm more worried about you how are you doing i'm fine why am okay. i okay why am good. i good why would I mean, this I not is be this is a game that's perfect for you i know it's perfect because Listen. it's got all the elements it's got and it's got a lot of extra seasoning.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a matchup that I'm just because of history, I'm very emotional about to start with. Uh at the beginning, um and because there appears to be even more on the line this time, it's got the it's it's got the added desire to I don't know to just stick it to the entire world who's fallen in love with Colorado and Dion Ball after See, this, is one it. Week. this is
0: this is what I'm talking about it's, it's got all been, of yeah, how long have you been lusting? I hope that's a proper verb I think oh, so. how long have you been lusting for a moment where Nebraska is us, yes, and everybody else is literally the world It's nice. It's not
2: and and not the style of us versus the world where it's just the team and the coach against all right. the fans no, and the no, players. No. It's everybody yes. who wears red this yes. week. Yes, uh, absolutely. I have been so I'm doing fine. I mean, Good. I'm very. I was during that Colorado game while I was hearing from a lot of people who were cheering TCU on because they don't like Colorado or wanted <laughs> them to fail. I said uh, the last thing you want in this game is for Colorado to lose a close game. I mean, at this point, you want Colorado to win this game and go in, you know, sniffing their own farts coming into coming well, into Nebraska, and that's exactly what happened. And yeah, no, I'm I'm great now. If it doesn't go well, that might be a different story on how I am on Saturday at uh, about two thirty in the afternoon. But for the time being, this is fun. This is great. I'm excited about the matchup. I think I think there. I think the analysis of it is difficult to do with one game even though a lot of people have made some conclusions that are very certain after one game mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. quite feel that way I I I mean I think any I think there's a ton of possible outcomes I I'll, I'll honestly say I go into it not totally knowing a whole lot but the principle of it the idea of it and the opportunity of it are are great because yeah John I, I'll tell you this and I'll see what you think about it but if nebraska were able to do this let's say and they they win this game uh in front of the audience that's going to come along with it like that don't you think that deletes a whole i mean definitely sort of deletes the minnesota game it doesn't delete it in the standings but it sort of deletes the impact of it on the fan base and emotionally And perhaps even more than that, if they actually would go in and win this game, you've got a chance to eat up a whole lot of negativity and get rid of it with one single game.
0: Yeah, I won't I won't go a blanket statement and say it does it completely, but it does it to a great degree because there's always going to be, you know, part of the reason you got some of the reaction you did last week after Thursday was because there was that that that. That negativity was always kind of there, just bubbling, waiting to you know bubble to the surface. Heck, even if Nebraska had pulled out a close win last week, I think you still would have had some folks going, "Oh my God, the quarterback's running too much, and our offensive line sucks." And blah blah because because it, it's going to take a while um, and, and a lot of winning, quite frankly, to drive you know some of the what I call the 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 old the old Cub fan pessimism. Out of this fan base, but yes, absolutely, if they can win and shut a lot of people up um on Saturday, then yes it's going to it, it, it's it's going to mitigate a lot of the damage, if you want to call it that that was done on on Thursday now, that said, you know I'll caution people as much as I tried to last week that you know it's only two games into the season, there's still a long way to go but but that's why I still believe. In the way that that Matt Rule is is building this thing, um, and, and why I from the very beginning wasn't putting any bowl game aspirations on this season. I, I would love to see it, but I don't necessarily expect it because I I see what he's trying to do. I see he's trying to you know build something for the long term, and and that's the other fascinating thing about this game is. And I know, listen, the hot take industrial complex is going to do what it did. Yeah, they did it on Monday, Sunday and Monday. They're going to do it next week. They're going to do it forever. We're not going to be able to stop that. But part of what makes this game int- intriguing is you're going to have a lot of folks who are going to look at this result on Saturday and say, well, see, this is. This is why the old ways are the best ways to, you know, if Matt Rule wins. You know, this is why you build this way. And if Colorado mm-hmm. wins, it's going to be even more, you know, see Dion can do this. And I have maintained for a long time that what Dion Sanders is doing right now at Colorado is possible because it's Dion Sanders and that, 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 that if there's a revolution that's coming or a crusade, as some brain goats in the media may have called it, it's a one-man crusade. Nobody else is going to be able to replicate the how and the what that Dion did or is trying to do at Colorado anywhere else because they're not Dion Sanders. It's, it's no different than when he was playing football. You could just say, Deion, you're covering that guy, their best receiver, that's your side of the field, go. Everybody else take care of the rest. You couldn't do that with anybody else. You couldn't do that with another cornerback. Dion is able to do what he's doing right now at Colorado because he is Dion Sanders and so I don't I I tend to push back and will continue to do so at those who believe that you know this is going to usher in some new age I mean obviously the age of the transfer portal and massive player turnover is is a thing and is going to be a thing but the exact how and you know what deion sanders is doing can't be replicated by anybody else but you know just expect it you know whatever happens this week that's going to be the uh that's going to be the uh the hot take uh factory this week is going to talk about that
2: there have been a lot of attempted explanations of exactly what happened on saturday in that colorado tcu game why everyone had it so or a lot of people had it so blatantly wrong including vegas What's your interpretation of exactly what happened
0: there, uh, and why it happened the way that it did? Well, I mean, I probably um, didn't look enough at the skill position players that they had. Um, maybe undersold them just a little bit, beca- or, or or at least didn't factor it in. You know, I, I honestly thought that Colorado would be worn down at some point along the lines of scrimmage because that, those are the hardest things to build. But quite frankly, TCU also helped play into that. And, and the jury is still out. We had a conversation on the air yesterday of all the teams from the BCS era forward who played in the national title game. You know, there's a handful of teams that the next season just went completely in the tank. 2002 Nebraska yeah. is one of those teams. You know, Auburn, after they won the national title. Uh, Texas, after... 2000, the, the, the Rose Bowl against USC didn't, you know, they were what five and seven or five and six or whatever the record was. Um, TCU could very much join that group this year of teams who played in the national title game and the new year after that just, boom, just tanked. Yeah. Um, So, so the jury is much still, is still out on that. But, but TCU also kind of played into Colorado's hand. I mean, if they would have stuck with the running game, which is why I think this matchup is so intriguing because I think, I think if there ever, ever, ever was a game where you go back and I saw that TO was at practice yesterday, you grab his game plan from 1987 and you apply it to a game this is the one i mean nebraska needs to run and run and run and run because that's where colorado theoretically should be at its weakest plus you keep you you do your best to keep you know shador sanders and and company off the field i mean this i love these types of games whether it's football or it's basketball clash of styles a team that grinds it versus a team that wants to let it fly I love those types of games, and I think this is going to be a a real test of that um, uh, uh, across the board. So, you know, I, you know, where we where we probably mis misjudged some things was yes, Colorado's got great skill people, but also TCU's not a very good football team, and so it was a perfect storm, uh, and and it manifested itself into what it did. Time will tell if this is something more permanent, or if this was a one-time flash in the pan.
4: John, you've talked a lot on on social media about the new clock rules where it doesn't stop on first downs. Big advantage if Nebraska can utilize it this weekend.
0: I agree, I, and and I thought that when the rule was first passed, you know, not just for the application to this game, but for the whole season. Uh, I mean, we saw how fast that first quarter went last week, and. In Minneapolis, the only problem was Nebraska didn't have the ball first. Minnesota did. Um, but that's absolutely, that's, that's going to help. Uh, and, and that's why I think this game plan this week is, you know, 80% run. I mean, we're talking old school run it until they choke and then, you know, pop them with a play action pass. Could be a good week for the tight ends, you know, in terms of that. Uh, we hope, um, but uh, yeah, a- absolutely. The new clock rules should benefit Nebraska greatly in this
5: game.
2: Yeah, that'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting. You just hope you you hope you see the the commitment to it. And and frankly, it's just it's still hard to believe when I look at back at that Minnesota game how little Gabe Irvin actually had an opportunity to
0: you know to do it. Had yeah, nine carries, and, yeah. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is, you know, I don't want to at the end of the day when you adjust the rushing totals for sacks, I hope that, you know, the running backs have more carries than the quarterback. Right. And uh, about back
2: to the Colorado thing, and I agree with the things you said, I, I just but I did hear a lot of discussion after the game about, you know, it was this it was this, you know, great. Blue chip talent that Colorado brought on the field that people didn't account for. I mean, don't get me wrong, Travis Hunter is that. He was the number one player in the nation, right? And and a couple of years ago and he ended up going there. Um but a lot of the other and they've got the the freshman running back that they played, same thing. He's a real, really highly touted recruit. That said, there were two there were two receivers over a hundred yards, John, that were like Marcus Washington type receivers at South Florida sure. last year, right? I mean, that was the, that was the other and that's not a rip to Marcus Washington. I'm just talking about these are, you know, these are guys who went for 500 yards and three touchdowns, right? At a at a South Florida team that wasn't very good last year. Yeah. So you've got those guys. So to me, like to me the thing Colorado did more exceptionally than anything was that their offensive scheme. And what I mean by that is, I don't know how they did this, and maybe it has to do with the way TCU played, but John, if they wanted to get, I don't know, five to eight yards on a passing play, they got it every time. And it, and they did it in a way where Shadur Sanders never had to be under pressure because it was such a quick rhythm type thing. Quick right. drop, quick throw. Guy, The guys were open, and he occasionally had to – and credit to Sanders. I mean, he was great. He was better than I even realized that he was. And And sometimes he had to go to a second guy, but he made the throws. He made the throws. They were usually short ones, but he made the throws. But the guys were wide open. I mean, they just weren't – like, they were not covering – these quick slants, these well, it was the element of
0: surprise. I mean, you got, you had, you know, we talked about it last week with, you know, how is Minnesota prepare for Nebraska because they don't know exactly what to expect. Well, the same thing was here. You know, yes, you could look back at some Jackson State tape. But keep in mind that the offensive coordinator came from Kent State, so he had to blend a lot of things. And that's why that's why I, I really don't like to overreact to week one games because that element of surprise and that element of the unknown is there, and then you've got to adjust on the fly. And if if you're not very good at adjusting on the fly or if they – if the other teams, you know, got the kind of weapons that Colorado did, it's hard to, it's hard to account for everybody. And so you overcompensate one way and oops, you know, we just left somebody else open somewhere else. So that, you know, there, there was a lot that went into it. And, and, and I'm not trying to, I'm not taking anything away from their effort. Their effort was really, really good. And that's probably the other thing we misunderstood. I was watching, uh, Urban Meyer was breaking something down last night on YouTube and, and he had mentioned, you know, how they practice and, and that's probably something else, you know, in all the pomp and the circumstance and the flash and the flare of, of Deion Sanders, he is very much at heart an old school coach. I mean, you know, he, he practices his teams hard. You know, he, he does not. He does not accept, you know, mediocrity. This isn't some laissez faire. uh, We're just going to wow them with talent. No, he's going to drill these guys and he's going to work these guys because that's how he was coached. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's probably something else. We we sometimes, and I think we did this, you know, back in the day, back in the in the eighties with the Miami teams. We looked at the how they played the game and 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 how they emoted in and and applied and 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 then applied the fact that they weren't tough those miami teams were tough right they were mean and and there's an element of that that exists with colorado that that we we just assume isn't there because they're very good at talking in front of a microphone well they could back it up a little too
2: yeah yeah without a doubt um well It's it is uh, it's going to be interesting and whatever I mean I think John this is the one thing we can set our clock to and guarantee whatever whatever the outcome is you can amp up the reaction to what this game is going to be both nationally and locally. To about a hundred times what it should be, and that goes for Nebraska doing well or not well
0: on uh, on Saturday. And so, absolutely, but, I agree, and I and I and I look forward to seeing what the stadium looks like. You know, yeah. with how many Nebraska fans are in there because a lot of people are expecting. You know, you know, call, it's going to be a big old homecoming. This this is another opportunity similar to the to the volleyball crowd last week for Nebraska to maybe make another statement because, you know, last time they played, you know, neither team was thought of very highly, but a lot of people are going to be watching this game. And if there's a lot of red in that stadium, it may catch a few people by surprise. Oh, where did this come from? Yeah,
5: Which,
2: which, by the way, I mean, and I know we need to go here, but why do you think this particular time Dion at Colorado has captured the national imagination just as much as it has. Uh, obviously, they won. They looked good, without a doubt. But man, people have jumped on this, and and maybe it's just because of the way Fox is marketing, and it's more of them than. Oh,
0: you know, absolutely, that's a part of it. But keep in mind, Dion's got a lot of friends in the media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was once part of the media, and and he has always been a figure where the spotlight follows him, no matter what. You know, the spotlight has always followed him, and and it continues to do the same thing today. And, you know, especially after an off season where we had so much non football talk about college football, in a way, it's very refreshing that we're talking about the product on the field. Yeah. Uh, And so I think it's a combination of all of those factors. But a lot of it is, hey, it's Deion Sanders. He is a he is a. Wherever he goes, the spotlight follows. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, final thought for me, you know, and I'll, I'll probably say this again repeatedly, especially on Friday show is that, you, look, a lot of this will be a for, uh, referendum for a lot of people on the players on Colorado and players on Nebraska, but more than anything, this is about the ability to scheme defensively against Colorado's offense, is what I'm most curious about this. And, and the other thing we haven't even said, they went fast. They went really. Yes, bit. they did. They reminded me of Oregon the
0: way, the, the, with the speed that they ran plays, which is uh, why it's important those clock rules and Nebraska maintaining possession. If they can play keep away, that's that is that is their best friend on Saturday.
2: All right, John. Uh, appreciate the time. Be listening to you here for the next few days as we count down to another big game between Nebraska and Colorado. Have a good one. All right. I don't know why. There's no chance in hell. That's what nice. I'm told. <laughs> What I've heard. There you go. John Bishop from our sister station, 1620 the zone. 86 take a break. Wrap it up for this on KLIN.
1: You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show.
2: Thank you to everybody for joining us. Officer Chad, John Bishop, all of you contributing to What Chapter I Wednesday made it great. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with. Tickets to Nebraska Volleyball for Ticket Thursday. Nebraska-Long Beach State. Tyler Hildebrand comes back for his chance at redemption. They already beat Texas this year, right? I know. It's going to be a good matchup. We're going to have tickets. Very difficult tickets to that, get. That's a good so Long Beach State we spot. Will, we will have that for you available. Listen at 710 for your chance to win. Uh, Also tomorrow, Greg Sharp is going to join us, the Grow Lincoln team. So we will have a very bit. Yeah, it's already Thursday. It's just bizarre. (laughs) Now, rewind real quick back to tonight. Tonight, we have Nebraska Volleyball versus Creighton. Right here on KLIN. So you can hear that starting at 6, right after the Dan Parsons show. Dan Parsons will go 5-6. to six. Pre-game for Creighton. The new hour-long pre-game for Nebraska Volleyball. With John Baylor gets going at 6. The game, the match, I should say, is going to start at 7. Creighton's ranked 16th in the nation right now. This is almost for sure the toughest test Nebraska's had so far this year. Yes, it is. And uh, we'll be a raucous demanding crowd, I'm sure, tonight for that. All right, thanks for joining us every day. We will see you tomorrow. It is 9 o'clock on KLI in Lincoln.